0: I told you, my diary's nearly full. I worry.
1: Please don't.
0: There are stories about us, you know. Oh, I
1: try to think. I look them up
0: sometimes.
1: You really shouldn't do that.
0: Some of them suggest that the very last night we spend together is at the Singing Towers of Terillion. That wouldn't be true, would it? Spoilers. <gasps> well, that would it explain why you kept canceling coming here. Do you remember that really? time when there were stop. two of you? Because Please I want to you to stop. know that if this is the last night, I expect you to find a way around it.
1: Not everything can be avoided. Not forever.
0: But you're you. There's always a loophole. You wait until the last minute and then you spring it on me.
1: Every night is the last night for something. Every Christmas is last Christmas. If you
0: will. You'll wait until I've given up hope. All will be lost and you'll do that smug little smile and then you'll save the day. You always do.
1: No, I don't. Not always. Times end, River, because they have to. Because there's no such thing as happy ever after. It's just a lie we tell ourselves because the truth is so hard.
2: hello everybody and welcome back it is not christmas day 5343 but we are talking about the husbands of river song this is discussing who and once again as always i am kyle jones and joining us tonight again is mr lee shackleford welcome back lee Hi, guys. Glad to be back here. We are glad to have you back. It's uh, been a couple of episodes. Uh, interestingly enough, the last episode was a Doctor Who episode. I think it's you've got a thing for Doctor Who, uh, the series, the show, and wanted to come back for that. So, that welcome is back. That's true,
3: yeah. yeah.
2: You know, just wish we had like a brain of someone. I can't think of whose brain, <laughs> but this maybe? anybody's would be... <laughs> good. Well, and well, glad to have you back, regardless, Thank you. brain or not. So, and also welcoming back once again, Mr. Clarence Brown. Welcome back,
4: Clarence. Hey guys, glad to be back. Uh, fresh off of uh, moving from one apartment to another, and uh, I can honestly say, if I never move again, uh, it would be too soon. Here, here. Yeah, just, I, yeah. I hate yeah.
2: it. <laughs> Yep.
3: Clarence, I've moved about twenty times in my life, and I said that after every one of them. <laughs> yeah, wow. So well, I it, feel, I feel for you, buddy.
2: It's not yeah, fun.
4: It has to be done. So yeah, yeah that's it. You got to do it.
2: Yeah, absolutely, it is not fun. It's one of those things that is a necessity. But what is also a necessity? We've got a little bit of news. So why don't we get? get into the news. And let let me say this, if, if this episode for anybody listening, it feels like it's been pieced together a little bit. I am having internet troubles tonight. So we have been trying to actually start recording for about the last 15 minutes. And my internet's been uh, a little bit broken up. So if all of a sudden, uh, you think you're listening, and it sounds like The episode has been edited. Well, guess what? Chances are it has been edited because I've lost internet connection. But we're going to keep going as far as we can. And and I'm sorry, go ahead.
4: I hate to interrupt, but right before we get into the news, I just want to mention I heard you guys on Podshock talk about, is it Moonbase? Moonbase, uh, Yes yeah yeah that was a very very good episode and i like how you talked about the differences from the you know the animated versus the real uh clips they were able, able to retrieve uh alternating episodes and uh, i really enjoyed that episode so i just want to give a shout out to you guys on that live
0: from the moon base it's dr who pod <laughs> Embassy
2: presents Doctor Who Pod talk episode three three
0: seven. <laughs> Great Pond, we call the Atlantic, and we're going to introduce Mr.
2: Kyle Jones. Hello, it is good to be back again. And I'm actually very glad to... I've missed you guys. I had a little cybernetic uh, brain freeze there for a moment, but I am glad to be back with you guys.
4: We all have those brain freezes from time
2: to time. And you do that so much better than me. (laughs) Who does? Practice makes perfect.
4: (laughs) I think you should get a room. (laughs) A cyber room. So we can cyber together. (laughs) Fantastic. Wow. (laughs) It's amazing
3: how how, no, how quickly that gets annoying.
2: Well, thank you. Excellent. Yeah. And what Clarence is mentioning is episode 337 of Doctor Who Podshock. And if you're not already subscribed to Podshock on iTunes or your favorite podcast uh, provider, you can go to podshock.net and look for episode 337. And actually, that was a very good segue into the news because we want to mention once again that in the next month, in the next, uh, you know, six, five, six weeks, we will get to see the power of the Daleks.
0: The tardy seems to be normal. Then what are we going to do? We can't just leave the doctor there. For him? The doctor? Well, that's who came through the doors. There was no one else outside. Ben, remember what he said in the tracking room. Something about this old body of mine is wearing a bit thin. So he gets himself a new one? Well, yes. Do me a favor. Then whatever happened, happened in here. But it's impossible!
2: And, Lee, you've not had an opportunity to mention that uh, and talk with that particular subject with Clarence and I. So... Tell us, what do you think about being able to see the very first regeneration or the first story after that regeneration story, Patrick Troughton's first as the doctor?
3: Yeah, the the first complete Patrick Troughton adventure. Um, it, it's... Um, it, 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 for people who've been Doctor Who fans as long as I have, it has an almost – it has a kind of a legendary status because it's so frustrating that that episode of all episodes is – that serial of all serials is missing, um, that was erased. But some fan – and I don't know if anybody has knows who these people are, but there were these super fans in the 60s who were making audio tape recordings off of their television sets. Which means the sound quality should be awful, but the BBC, bless them, has cleaned that audio up. So, so the audio's been out there. I have heard um, the, the uh, well all of these uh, episodes that uh, people captured audio for, uh, kind of as radio shows, and they make terrible radio shows. And so we've, we've always just long: Are there any images we could put with this? Well, can't somebody, I don't know, do some CGI or a cell animation or something? And my golly, they've finally done it, and I and so it's going to be the whole um, the whole serial brought back to life for us. And it's to me, it's pretty doggone exciting.
2: Yeah, the and simple awesome. fact that we're seeing this for the you know in in motion. You know, I know we've seen you mm-hmm. know, like you said, the audio. We've listened to the audio. We've seen, or I've seen, you know, where they put steel pictures. Uh, right. You know, in front of the audio, you know, you can find that online, but being able to see whether or not it's animated or not, the fact that you're seeing him sit up, that you, the interact, and, you know, the whole first one of him, that, that's interesting, that's amazing. So, what, Clarence, I know we've talked about it before, but, it, you know, now that you've had a chance to think about it and seen it in the media, so any other thoughts you have of Power of the Daleks?
4: I mean nothing in particular, other than just wanting to see it, and and uh, you know I haven't even heard it so, and other than the brief uh, part of regeneration we see on YouTube, that's pretty much all I've seen. So uh, I'm excited to see it, and uh, if this is is well done as uh, the Moonbase episodes you guys talked about, uh, it should be pretty good.
2: Yeah, you it would be worth checking out, especially the Moonbase as well, because of like we were discussing and 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 that the transition of the way that they you know the animation was done it was done brilliantly so yeah very good class news anybody have any class news about what's coming on uh, or coming up with class
4: well i know that we saw the trailer uh during new york comic-con they released the trailer and um yeah it seems interesting (laughs) Uh, lee have you seen it I have not seen the trailer yet. I haven't no. either actually. Really? It it yeah. seems very torch-woody, <laughs> if that's the Oh boy. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's it's definitely much darker than I it seems much darker than I thought it would be. It sort of gives like a horror type vibe from what from what I saw. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see uh, what actually comes of it. Uh, the episodes are going to be releasing pretty soon here, huh, Kyle?
2: Yes, uh, the first episode, I believe, airs this Sunday. I mean, excuse me, this Saturday morning, actually, uh, on the BBC Three, uh, which is an online, on sort of like, a, you know, online only. It's no longer terrestrial channel. It's an internet Only channel. I do believe it will be, you know, broadcast at a later date on BBC One. Unfortunately, and I have no problem just harping on about this, which is we do not get to see it in the States until 2017. So, yep. Pet peeve. That's just weird. Yeah. Pet peeve. So, um, any other Doctor Who news that you guys have?
3: It seems to me like there's something else, but since I can't think of what it was, well,
2: I do I know that we had a uh, Twitter message or a Twitter reply. Uh, um, I had put out a happy birthday to Joe Grant or uh, Katie Manning, as she is known in real life, and she was kind enough to send us back a thank you tweet. So we just want to say thank you for the thank you. Uh, that was very nice of her. So. Happy uh birthday again, happy belated birthday since if we're saying birthday again since this is after her birthday and um just say thank you again. So thank you. Well, it was lovely. Absolutely. So I don't want to really get into any comic books. I know we've got some comic books news, but since this is a Doctor Who themed episode. I do want to make one other announcement before we get started. Uh, You know, I think I mentioned this on our last uh, episode, but I'll mention it again. We've got an upcoming episode where we will be interviewing a Doctor Who fan, the, the librarian who actually was the person who started the, or put on the third annual Dr. Who Day that uh, we attended a couple of months ago, and she will be coming on in a very future episode which got to schedule a date to record. And I am asking her to pick her subject, anything Dr. Who uh, she wishes to talk about. uh, So that'll be coming up very soon. So I just wanted to throw that out again. But if you guys are ready, why don't we get into the reason we are here tonight? The Husbands of River Song.
0: We can't hang
1: around waiting. He could be ages. Yes, he's probably off rebuilding a civilization or defeating giant robot fish. We'll just have That's to steal it. Sex from the ninth dimension. I'm sorry, what? The hopper is really close. We would be out of here in less than 10 minutes.
0: I need time travel. I need this Tardis. I'm sorry,
1: the word steal. Somebody said steal. Yes,
0: we're going to steal this box. Hush, you wouldn't understand. You can't. Why can't I?
1: You can't just steal a tad a box. Why not? Look, it says police. I have a key. Okay, this uh, damsel person, he sounds, he sounds pretty dangerous-ish.
0: It's a time machine. I can take it, do whatever I want for as long as I like and pop it back a second later. He'll never know it was gone. Yes, he will. How? He'll just know. Well, he's never noticed before.
1: Maybe he'll notice
2: now. That is the last episode of Doctor Who that we have seen since December the (laughs) 25th, 2015. And it will be the first Doctor Who. I mean, there will not be another Doctor Who episode until December 25th, 2016. So we've had a long, dry spell for Doctor Who, 12th Doctor Who new episodes. So I know we've all seen the Christmas episode. So gentlemen... Uh Clarence, I'll let you go first. What was your initial impression of our first thoughts?
4: Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed the episode. Uh, I have to say I was kind of sad not to see Clara there. Uh so so that in itself was a bit different. You, you know, as far as as far as the river song arc, I I like it, but it seems a, a bit confusing. And maybe that's just my uh shortcoming on understanding how the time is actually reversing and how they're meeting and, and how these times actually cross each other but i've always found the whole river song thing a bit confusing uh that being said i did enjoy the episode and enjoyed it even more after uh just recently watching it again to to catch up for this podcast and um yeah so if you want to watch it if anybody out there hasn't seen it or wants to see it again if you have an amazon prime subscription it's uh actually on there for free so you can watch it there and you can
2: so, and uh, no, i'm just saying you can also get it on itunes as well so if you don't have the amazon prime
4: yeah so i mean uh what what, what do you guys think about it i like i really enjoyed it uh again kind of weird not seeing clara there uh, but you know uh the doctor and and, and and um river actually are great together so i, I had no problems there
2: I, uh, Lee, I'll let you give your first impression. Then I want to kind of just get into the actual story itself.
4: Some of the nuts and
3: bolts, nitty gritties. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, uh, seeing it again last night it reminded me of my, my my first time seeing it. That um, And I was wondering if you have to be a certain age for this to sort of hit you this way. Because um, I'm 55, which means I'm practically dead. And um, that's a joke. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> But, so dark. <laughs> sorry that the podcast went really dark there for a second. Um, no, I, I probably got another five hundred years ahead of me. At um,
2: least 500 years, unless, five hundred years, unless of course you're just wearing a bit thin.
3: A bit thin. Or it could be uh, one twenty-four year, year long night. Maybe yeah. I don't know. That's, yeah. And, and see, that's the moment. I, I, I remember seeing it uh, on Christmas and thinking that this is all very silly. And I'm, I'm kind of enjoying the silliness of it. And that seems like a nice holiday treat. Uh, and so that's a lot of fun. But, you know, I knew that where we're going with this because I've been following the River Song saga. And I knew that this is supposed to wind her character up. We're supposed to conclude the story, really. And I so I was anticipating that sadness. And then the moment comes of um, the doctor telling her how long the nights
1: are.
0: Why are you sad?
1: Why are you sad?
0: I told you, my diary's nearly full. I worry.
1: Please don't. There are
0: stories about us, you know. Oh, I
1: tried to think.
0: I look them up sometimes.
1: You really shouldn't do that.
0: Some of them suggest that the very last night we spend together is at the Singing Towers of Terillion. That wouldn't be true, would it? Spoilers. (gasps) Well, that would be... Explain why you kept cancelling coming here. Do you remember that Rilla, time when there were stop. two of you? Because Please I want you to stop. know that if this is the last night, I expect you to find a way around it.
1: Not everything can be avoided. Not forever.
0: But you're you. There's always a loophole. You wait until the last minute and then you spring it on me.
1: Every night is the last night for something. Every Christmas is last Christmas. If you will,
0: you wait until I've given up hope. All will be lost and you'll do that smug little smile and then you'll save the
1: day, you always do. No, I don't, not always. Times end, River, because they have to. Because there's no such thing as happy ever after. It's just a lie we tell ourselves because the truth is so hard.
0: No, Doctor. You're wrong. Happy ever after doesn't mean forever just means time. Little time. But that's not the sort of thing you could ever understand, is it?
4: Mm.
1: What do you think of the towers? I love them. Then why are you ignoring them?
0: They're ignoring me, but then... You can't expect a monolith to love you back. No, you can't.
1: They've been there for millions of years, through storms and floods and wars and... time. Nobody really understands where the music comes from. It's probably something to do with the precise positions, the distance between both towers. Even the locals aren't sure. All anyone will ever tell you is that when the wind stands fair and the night is perfect, when you least expect it, but always when you need it the most,
0: there is a song. It's a night on Derillion.
3: just completely pull the rug out from under me and I I wept. I just remember sitting there with tears rolling down my cheeks And, and I did it again last night. That's so that's so powerful to me. But there's there isn't a happily ever after. Ever after doesn't last forever. But sometimes it's it's long enough.
2: Well see here's the way I like to look at it. Happy ever after doesn't mean forever. It just means time.
3: That's very clever. If and you
2: consider being a screenwriter i know i should i should write you know <laughs> and, and i should have gone back in time and written that episode of doctor who <laughs> oh, now that was th- that it, was yeah. great that was totally great it's
3: it's a beautiful beautiful moment and it and it, uh, it in a way it elevates the rest of the episode to to sort of a higher plane um and uh, so my wife and i were watching it last night and sort of wondering um, really who is the intended audience for this episode? And and of course it it's supposed to be something that the whole family watches together. So I felt like that moment was kind of for mom and dad. Mm, and yeah, you, I could all see the that. stuff and the stuff of sort of tossing people's heads around, that's for the kids. And 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 it all works so well on both of those levels. So um and Alex Kingston is Alex Kingston, and you know, I will watch her do anything. So there's also that.
2: Well, one thing that I do after every single episode of River Song that I've seen, uh, and I've done this religiously, and I even did this tonight, 30, 45 minutes before we started uh, you know, recording this, is I will go back to her first appearance and that scene in the library where she's talking to the 10th doctor and sacrificing herself. And every single time it adds on another layer. And for this episode, it added an even more of a layer of kind a of layer upon a layer because of the fact of this was the episode for which she was talking about. Mm-hmm. And no matter how much we may Ride or gripe or complain or chasten or whatever you want to call it, any <laughs> of Moffitt's writing, the simple fact of he has gone back and laid a tapestry out that has extended from her appearance in 2008 all the way to her appearance in you know Christmas 2015 right. is brilliant,
3: in- including tying up the the, the sonic screwdriver.
2: Absolutely. And, okay. you know, that was another one of those when yeah. they open the sc- sonic screwdriver and you see that, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, you know where this is going. Even though you knew yeah. where that was going, you d- knew of knew course. that's where it was going.
3: Yeah. Now, now you feel it
4: in addition to knowing it. Yeah. And you know, I wonder how much of this was actually planned out in the beginning. How much did he see this story actually concluding? I mean, we saw. Uh, Alex Kingston. Before we ever saw Amy and Rory, if I'm remembering correctly,
2: you are correct. So, yeah. So,
4: so to have all this happen in the interim, and and weaving her in and out of the various uh, series, it it it's kind of amazing how they actually wrap this whole thing up. Uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Right, and i think?
3: suspect i suspect there was not a lot of advanced planning about that that um that uh, uh, Stephen Moffat kind of pushed this character out there and with with the joke that they're they're traveling through time and they're 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 uh, uh moving in opposite directions um I mean I'm with Clarence on this that doesn't entirely make sense so but it's fun in a in a uh, uh, only on a doctor who kind of kind of way. the wibbly wobbly thing. But yeah, if she's if what in what we just if what we saw at Christmas was her meeting him for the first time, um, then logically we shouldn't feel so sad about what's what this means for her because she's now got the whole rest of her life with him.
2: Right, but 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 that wasn't (laughs) her her last minute. That was her. Last second, you know, all right, so so let me ask you this. I, I'm curious on your <laughs> I- I- interpretation, uh, and this goes to both of you. In your mind or how you interpreted what you saw, what happened next for River after that night in Deryllium? Yeah, I have no clue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any clue. All right, Lee, what do you say?
3: I think that the next time she sees him, he would be the 11th doctor.
2: All right. Yeah, I, so. I, I agree. I disagree. I say the next really? time she sees him is the tenth doctor in the library. No, no oh, way. Oh, absolutely way. I mean, absolutely. That's how I took it. <laughs> because all uh, right, look at the evidence. Yeah. The the yeah. the diary is almost full. Uh huh. Yeah, sure. said that the diary is almost full. The doctor cries. And there is even you go back and, and see that and, and, and therein lies the reason that I go back and watch that. She says, you know, the last time I saw you, you showed up on my doorstep with a new haircut and uh with a with a new haircut and in a suit and you cried and yeah, you you're um, right. and, and you you're know, right. and I, and now I guess I know why is because you knew I was always coming here, always coming to the library.
0: All the time we've been together, you knew I was coming here. The last time I saw you, the real you, the future you, I mean, you turned up on my doorstep with a new haircut and a suit. You took me to Dorillium to see the Singing Towers. What a night that was. The Towers sang, and you cried. You wouldn't tell me why, but I suppose you knew it was time. My time. Time to come to the library. You can get me your screwdriver. That should have been a clue. There's nothing you can do. (sighs) You can let me do this! If you die here, it'll mean I've never met you. Time can be rewritten. Not those times. Not one line. Don't you dare. It's okay. It's okay. It's not over for you. You'll see me again. You've got all of that to come. You and me. Space. You
2: watch us run. Whether you know my name. Auto-destruct. You whispered my name in my ear. Nine. Eight. There's only one reason I would ever tell anyone my name. Five. There's only one time I could.
0: Oh shh. No. Three. Spoilers. Two.
2: Very nice. So, if you, yeah. you you know, if you look at it, take yeah, that into right. consideration.
4: Yeah, yeah, and oh, man, that's go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I that, and that's one of the things that makes it so confusing to try to keep it all in your head because she hasn't. I mean, we quickly found out at the beginning of this episode she's never seen this doctor before, and she at least for, I don't know if she actually doesn't. She doesn't seem to know who he is, you know. So. Even just putting that in perspective, if you're not just really, really, really into trying to keep up with her storyline, it's massively confusing. <laughs> right. That's yeah. And that's part and, of the and, fun and,
3: for me. Exactly. Yeah. If yeah, for story purposes, it kind of doesn't matter. But, but yeah, I was this time watching it, and thinking, yeah, but but he he was there when she was born.
2: Yeah. No, I, I mean,
4: too. she doesn't know. <laughs>
2: Right and all right, So 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 let's back up just a minute. So we're we we we're into her. Let's get to how when the doctor first arrives. You know he's on this planet. It's fifty three forty three. He's in Menderax, Delora is the name of the planet, and we get to meet Nardol for the first time. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know we we'll, we we'll get to see him again at Christmas. Um although we don't know if it's just his head or we don't know if it's his head or if it's pre sort cyborg mortaldal or what it is, but we know we get to see him and I really uh well the first thing was the you know you hear the Christmas music and then you see uh Caroler's really criticized. you know that was funny. yes. Um, so <laughs> yeah, uh, are, uh, are you I'm looking right. for the surgeon
4: that was cool. Yeah. Which is hilarious because you know uh, when he eventually finds the doctor while looking for the surgeon, and he's on his way back, the actual surgeon <laughs> pops out and says, "Is someone looking for a surgeon?" And they <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> so I thought that was hilarious. I got a good chuckle out of it.
3: That's happened a couple of times in the uh, in the classic series too, where somebody's looking for a doctor, and so they they get him. <laughs> uh, so that, that was sort of a that was sort of a throwback.
2: And
4: the his surgeon uh, in
2: the galaxy. Yeah. One would say, <laughs> you, you know, I have to give uh, I have to give Capaldi credit for the way he played the whole. Don't you, you know, it's me, you know, it's me, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm telling you, I'm the doctor. And she's like, Yeah, you're the doctor, I ordered you, I hired you, you know, I hired because in her, the way I looked at it was her interpretation was, I. I've already seen the last incarnation of what you, the doctor would be. So I've seen all the faces. So there's no way you mm-hmm. are, you know, so it wasn't even any consideration on her part that this was the doctor because in her sense of reality, 12 faces, I've seen all 12 faces, bang. There, There's a, not a 13th face I
3: had not caught that before uh, watching it again last night, that, that they actually referenced the fact that uh, we had established earlier that um, Time Lords can regenerate 12 times. So she she said he does have limitations. Right. You know, so, yeah, you're right. She's got a picture of his 12 faces. That's it. There cannot Wait.
4: be another one. Wait. So you, how, how did she get a picture of his 12 faces? Can you explain it? <laughs> well, that's a good question. <laughs> well now I know
2: in the Tell big finish audio she has a uh she's got an audio series out right now it's like the diaries of river song or something mm-hmm. river song and it's right. a, it's a story bet- with her and the eighth doctor which which uh
4: a good point where you made a while ago, you go back and watch the, uh, you made a minute ago that you go back and watch the uh, her first appearance. So I can't remember, but when she saw the doctor in that episode, did she immediately know it was the doctor?
2: Yeah, she knew who he yeah, was. Yeah, so he doesn't
4: know s- who she is. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And that was what so was going So the only way she could would know
2: if she'd seen his face is already. So Correct. That makes sense correct cuz remember she told him you know you are so young and he said you know I'm not young and she was like oh but you are you know you're so young um so another thing that I found interesting the the whole damsel in distress um you know that he was he was damsel it, you know cuz at first I'm like who is damsel and then it was right. like oh you know, this is the and the fact that she. What did you th- What did you guys think of the fact that she's stolen the TARDIS all all these times without him knowing it? Yes,
3: yeah, that was a fun revelation. We had already learned that she she pilots it better than he does. Yeah, that's true. And and I, I still don't know what to think about this, but you know, she she makes the uh, remark that the reason why that. We have that trademark noise is because he leaves the brake on. Brakes
4: on, on. yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: uh,
4: oh man! But,
3: uh, but yeah, the, the damsel that that is that is sweet. That is really really a nice touch.
4: All right, so
2: you know, let's 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 go on to what I think was another one of those children moments, or and maybe even a little bit of fun for us as the classic. Um, watchers of classic Doctor Who, when the Doctor, and I didn't know what he meant by uh, saying, now it's my turn. I thought it meant that when he walked in the TARDIS, he's about to convince her, I am the Doctor. But he totally took another uh, turn with that, with the uh, over the top, uh, you know, rendition of walking into, it's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside.
0: Uh, I'll see you on Temple Beach. Mm. I've already picked out your swimwear.
1: Okay, but be careful.
0: Absolutely not. (laughs) You, with me, bring the head.
1: Please, look after it for me.
0: Oh, before you come in, you better prepare yourself for a shock. It's not as snug as it looks.
1: Finally. Finally? It's my go. God! it bigger. Oh, yes. Oh, on the inside. Look,
0: we need to concentrate. There well, it is. Yeah, I know where you're going with this, but I need you to calm down. On the outside?
1: Oh, you certainly grasped the essentials. My entire understanding of physical space has been transformed! Three-dimensional Euclidean geometry has been torn up further in the and slapped to death. My grasp of the universal constants of physical reality has been changed whatever sorry i've always wanted to see that done properly
0: would you like a drink Old brand brandy help yourself don't
2: tell dad so what did you guys think of that and lee i'll let you take that first oh i
3: that was uh, hilarious i really uh I, I remember enjoying that um on christmas and uh I always wanted to see him do that to <laughs> have the tables turned.
4: What did you think, Clarence? Uh, it was cool to see, but it really didn't just jump out at me. Jump out at me as anything special. <laughs> I don't know.
2: All right, yourself? So, no, I I, th- I thought it was funny. I'm kind of like you know I I'm 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 actually a little bit with both of you, uh, in the sense of you know it was, it, I'm I thought it was funny, but it wasn't one of those scenes that it was like okay i gotta go watch that again you know that it was it was you know funny but not a repeatable rewatchable moment for me all right so we see hydroflex now we've kind of made fun of him and even they made fun of him so what did you guys think of hydroflex and clarence i'll let you take that first
4: uh, I thought it was. I thought it was a cool character, uh, however maniacal. <laughs> um, yeah, it was kind of weird how his whole following was actually watching him upon up his deathbed. I thought that was kind of just weird. Uh, and then of course we we find later on in the ship that every everyone on this ship is actually his followers also, which I thought was a weird twist. So I mean, it's obvious he's a bad guy but still i have to say the fact that river was trying to uh, uh uh get the jewel out of his head by any means necessary felt a little uh, against the morals of of what the doctor would like and even the, i think the doctor thought that it was weird that she was trying to do this uh so yeah i found that really odd but it, he was a he was a fun character with a little different twist uh of course his body having a mind of his own and I thought that was a really good uh, uh, device for the show
2: alright Lee what did you think?
3: Uh, pure comic relief and uh, uh, entertaining Uh, that body makes you think that we're trying to sell some toys here me too Um, (laughs) I I thought that too I I know there's got to be a a good action figure of uh, Hydroflex perhaps with interchangeable heads
2: exactly I thought that Um, too
3: it, it should ship with at least three heads you know um And the little bank uh, node, so you can stick that on there, too. Um, But, uh, you know, it's funny that when we were watching uh, last night, um, when I saw the whole Hydroflex uh, robot body, uh, I was thinking that one of the things we had heard about this episode before it aired was that uh, the BBC had cut budget way down. And so this was going to be, if anything, a really pared-down Doctor Who Christmas special. And then I was watching that thinking, well they they i think this is where all the money went right uh, because it's amazing it really is a beautiful beautiful thing
2: you know and as beautiful as it was and don't get me wrong i agree with you that you know the you know they did well on the special effects but you could have had a and i know that w- well what I'm about to say is you wouldn't have the replaceable heads and all that good thing. It, you know, that would have, that, that part wouldn't have been relevant, but you could have had the guy that was playing Hydroflex literally just be himself without the robot. And I think it would have been actually a little bit more believable. The robot part of it in a way for me was more of a distraction.
4: Yeah. I mean, like Lee said, he's more, It that part was more of a, comedy relief, because it's just so d- ridiculously large and, and uh, unwieldy. So, I mean, yeah, it, it was a bit weird, but I think it worked for this particular episode.
2: You know, I, I did like the fact of they said, you know, that the TARDIS wouldn't take off if you had one, one body part inside this TARDIS and one body part out. <laughs> you know, but I do know, you know, we've had Captain Jack uh, uh, ride the outside of the TARDIS. So we know, but but I guess, you know, all of him was outside of, the, of you know, the TARDIS. So I guess it was able to take off. So we know someone can ride on the TARDIS, even, you know, even if you're holding on to the door. But I thought that was interesting that it w- wouldn't take off without, you know, without that.
4: It's a so very about, logical
3: safety feature. Right.
4: <laughs> <laughs> what about when David Tennant's hand was in the... uh the jar, and he, I guess he got cut off, so it didn't count. I don't know. <laughs> well. Yeah,
3: very good. Very good. Uh, point. Yeah, I was just about to say, I think that if you go back through the whole series, you'll probably be able to find an exception where that's clearly not, hasn't always <laughs> been true. And maybe that's it
2: right there. It's well, the, now, he, he didn't the get the hand back until Jack came back, did he? Uh-huh, Right. So, and that was in uh, Journey's End, you uh, know, and, mm-hmm. uh, and it's like he gets the hand back, ironically, right in time for uh, the Metacrisis. <laughs> to a new one. All right, exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, so, so we get on to the, uh, you know, the ship um, where they're selling the you know, the ship was called Harmony and Redemption, and River is uh, selling. Now, I did I did find this funny. Where the uh, they were actually worshippers of Hydroflex. and and here they are—they've just beheaded Hydroflex. and and that was that was funny. But let me let me mention something. Did you guys notice, and Clarence, you hit on this a little bit—the way that River was portrayed, or the way she was acting, especially when we didn't, she didn't know that he was the doctor. I was so afraid for a moment that the way they were going was the river that we've seen all this time is not the river who she really is. And she acts totally out of character because in many ways, and like I said, Clarence, you mentioned this, she wasn't acting like river that the river that we've come to watch. I mean, we know river can be a little ruthless, but she had a morals, moral code. This river didn't seem to have that. At first. Did you guys see that? Lee, I'll let you take that first if you want. Yeah, to. Uh,
3: yeah, it is. It's a troubling moment when she uh, laughs about the fact that she uh, manipulates people, that she uses them and that she'll say anything, do anything to get them to play along with her. And yeah, I think there's got to be a part of your heart that sinks in when you hear that. And like, oh, so is that who she's been all this time?
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what did you think, Clarence? Again, like I mentioned before, it, it felt a bit amoral for her, for her, um, and I was really weirded out by that. And again, like I said earlier, even the doctor looked like it took him a back for a second, like, huh? <laughs> you know? So um, that's right. Yeah that 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 was really like Lee just mentioned, out of character, but I guess it worked in the context text of the episode. But still felt weird. Uh, what about you, Cal? How did well, you feel? All right, that well here,
2: all right, so you know obviously it was because you know both of you know River is one of my favorite characters obviously you know go back to listart you know top 5 character you know companions obviously she's you know one of my favorites so seeing River not be the River that we know and knowing that this may be the last time that we get to see an episode uh, with Alex Kingston playing River it was like really are you doing this but then you realize as you watch and you continue to watch and then again i go back to watching uh, something after you already know something when you realize that river is literally just putting on this facade for people that she doesn't know uh, like when she starts talking to hydroflex about how she's going to you know undo the things that he's done and you know she gets a little bit of that doctor's righteous indignation going on. And then you see the sadness a little bit when she starts talking about her diary and talking about it being full when they're sitting there, you know, having dinner. And you start seeing some cracks in that veneer and saying, oh, there's the river that we know. There's the river that we love. That's that's the river, not this facade that she's put on. So for that, I just think that was a, another way to add another layer there.
4: Yeah, and there was one point in the episode where, um, and I forget exactly where it was, but uh, she made the doctor laugh, and then the doctor said that I haven't laughed in a long time. I thought that was a, a real good moment in the show, and actually, it made me think of Clara <laughs> again.
2: Well, I think that was I think that was on purpose. What do you think, like Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's what that was about.
4: And it's
3: almost a tradition in the the Christmas shows because very often we've parted with a companion just before the Christmas show, um, to have sort of the doctor grieving. And that's, that's where we pick up on him in the Christmas shows. Um, I guess I'm only thinking of one example, but maybe there've been others.
2: No, we've had, um, uh, well, we had Martha, Martha had left, uh, Right, and and um, Catherine Tate yeah. hadn't returned yet, right? So we run bride begins. Yeah, that was Astrid grief. that was in there right. for that interim for the right. one off. So, yeah, you've had you know more than just um, uh, you know, more than just when it's been um uh, uh, Rose, so or Clara, right.
4: And, right. and and on the, the flip side, of uh, you talked about uh, how uh, she was so different. I mean, we just talked about that. But she also mentioned how painful it was to not have seen the doctor in so long. So I, I thought that was a really, really touching moment as well, because she obviously really misses the doctor or missed them.
2: Well, I, I, I think, uh, you know, let's get to the part to where um, – the reveal happened and that to me started where okay these are the th- this is the part where i'm going to go back and listen to it 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 a little bit more to the point to where i can memorize it and that's when <laughs> they they are in uh you know they the uh cricket man or whatever you want to call the alien guy who I didn't like very well. I know you weren't supposed to like him, but uh, Fleming (laughs) was, you know, was the character's name where he's trying to uh, be slimy and uh, offer the head of the doctor. And so River's, you know, standing there. And of course he takes, um, you know, he takes, you know, the diary and starts reading the diary. And I thought that was so interesting that he was reading, you know, oh, well, the Pandorica, oh, you've just been from Manhattan. Yeah. What planet that was is so that? That so cool.
4: Mm.
1: Where is the doctor now?
0: I haven't the faintest idea.
2: Is that credible?
0: It's true. You're the woman he loves. No, I'm not. She's lying. The doctor does not and has never loved me. I'm not lying.
1: Confirmed. The life form is not lying.
0: Impossible. This is a trick. No, it isn't. My information is correct. You are the woman who loves the Doctor. Yes, I am. I've never denied it. But whoever said he loved me back, he's the Doctor. He doesn't go around falling in love with people. And if you think he's anything that small or that ordinary, then you haven't the first idea of what you're dealing with. Your Majesty, I assure you, she is the perfect bait. When this woman is in danger, the doctor will always come. Oh, you are a moron. No, he won't. He's probably already here. No, he isn't. Of course he isn't. Possibly on this ship. Well, go on. Scan it, then. Go on, why don't you? river. Two hearts, stupid clothes. You can't miss him. River. Go on, scan the whole parsec. He's not here. God knows where he is right now, but I promise you, he's doing whatever the hell he wants and not giving a damn about me. And I'm just fine with that. When you love the doctor, it's like loving the stars themselves. You don't expect a sunset to admire you back. And if I happen to find myself in danger, let me tell you, the doctor is not stupid enough or sentimental enough, and he is certainly not in love enough to find himself standing in it with me.
3: Um, and I thought those awesome. What did you guys think of that? that? Now that the book is closed on her, uh, it's settled. We are never going to find out who Jim the fish is. So. I know.
2: <laughs> but we <laughs> I mean, all know I'm Jim happy. the fish. I mean, really. <laughs> Everybody knows Jim the fish. Yeah. <laughs> But that entire, you know, speech where she's, you know, standing there and she's going through the whole thing and then saying, but, you know, uh, never be standing in it with me. And then turns over and he's standing right there. And then he does the hello, sweetie. Yeah. And then for like, you know, within a snap, it's like, OK, it's Dr. and River again, because she, she was mm-hmm. like, you are so doing those roots.
3: <laughs> exactly.
4: He has two hearts, he won't be hard to find. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: You know, strange clothes running out there. Yeah. yeah. Um so, you know, we get at that and so they crash land and, you know, they're on Derrillium. they crash land. The guys try, you know, there's there what is it? I would say a trash guy for all, not that there's anything wrong with, you know, someone who does trash, that's not what I mean, but uh he's either um, you know, a a Disaster recovery, a tra- yeah. you know, some sanitation or, Rescue something. or something. Rescue something. person or something. Which,
4: yeah, which I found funny because the guy came there and he saw the doctor while everything else is in ruins. And he never asked about the TARDIS that's sitting there all perfect and pristine <laughs> or how did the doctor get there. He just kind of just took it all as, you know, it, it, it's normal. <laughs> it's kind of how he acted. Well, what did you think, Lee? <laughs>
3: I'm sorry, I had a distraction going on here, and I, sorry, I missed the
2: question. No, we we just re- you know reversed the polarity of your neutrons for a second. Thank you. For, yeah. Okay, so we were talking about the gentleman who was, um, you know, there in the rubble that he gives the oh, diamond yeah. to. So, what did you right. think of that? I
3: I, I love that that sequence and the way it was visually presented. I I, I have always loved. Uh, time travel stories starting with HG Wells and which you know I was introduced to thanks to the the George Powell film of the time machine and part of the the appeal of that to me has always been um, th- this idea of, of moving backward or forward through time without moving through space so that you can look out and see how things are changing around you and I always thought it curious that doctor who almost never does that yep. And so this is an opportunity to actually do it for a change. And so we got to see that exact spot in three periods of, uh, of time. And uh, beautiful, beautiful. So love that.
2: So what did you think about the character himself, the guy that was actually receiving, you know, the diamond?
3: It made me think of um, of Star Trek Four, of them sort of randomly picking somebody who's now going to have invented transparent aluminum. Um. <laughs> You know, that surely that's playing games with the timeline for people who say that you must never, never do that. The doctor already knows that there's a restaurant there. And now he's gone back in time and perhaps changed how it got there. Or, or is he confident that this is how it happened in the first place?
4: Yeah, that, that always gets confusing. <laughs> yeah. So,
3: <laughs> so, so, yeah, that, uh, I thought that, that troubled me a little bit. Like, Hey, you're not supposed to do that.
2: Yeah, but remember, there was a point when he told Rose back uh, right before he regenerated as the Ninth Doctor. You know, when she was talking about, "I can see all there is, all that will be, all oh, yeah. that ever was," and he says, "Well, that's what I see all the time." That's so true. you know, if you have that perception, uh, then that's just normal perception for him.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, not- yeah. I'll buy that and count on it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I thought another cool part about the crash was how uh, she made the comment that she, well, before the meteor shower actually came, she made the comment that she's an archaeologist from the future. She already knew about it crashing, about the meteor shower. So I thought that was really cool. But by that same token, wouldn't she already know where it crashed at? And she kind of surprised when they were actually going down or passing by this location. So, yeah.
2: yeah I okay know. but see, but, right, but see i'm going I'm, I'm going to uh, uh present it like this it's fine for her to go to derellium by herself she's you know she said I've looked sure. this up in books it's us going to to Duralium. so she just makes sure that she does not go to derellium with any of those twelve faces, not the thirteenth right. face that she didn't know about, but the yeah. um you know, the 12 faces. So it it, it it only referred to him taking her to Daryllium. She could, you know, visit Daryllium every day and that not impact
4: anything. At least, yeah, you know. Yeah, and I also think uh, Lee was just talking about using the TARDIS uh, to, to travel through time like in one spot. But I also think like the concept of being an archaeologist in the future with time travel ability is something that has to be an awesome, awesome concept to go and see these things that have happened in the past and from archaeological uh, perspective to see these things happen in real time. I thought that was pretty cool as well.
2: And, and you know what would also be cool? I'm in the year 2343. I go back to the year 1854, plant Uh, some artifact (laughs) in, you know, Timbuktu, and then go back to 5343, and guess what? I found the lost blah, blah, blah.
4: Uh, Just go back and give Biff the uh, the the almanac. That's all you have to do. Go back to 1955. There you go. Or just put or just put a dollar in your savings account.
2: (laughs) No, even better, even better. So we get, uh, you know, we get back to, and actually, we've almost gone full circle here. So we get back to where we were talking at the very beginning. He gives her the sonic screwdriver. They walk out. They see the towers. And, you know, you hear the music and I, the, the imagery there was very pretty, you know, for one thing. But tell me if you guys picked up this, because when I've watched it before and I've seen it, you know, several times. But when I was watching it earlier, I got a perception or I, at least in my mind, made a perception or of how it could have been presented that I didn't get. And you guys may have gotten this the first time and I just missed it. But when he's describing, he's standing there and he's describing the towers after he's told her that they, you know, that she's ignored the towers, why are you ignoring the towers? And she responds, he says, um, let's see here, he goes on and he says that they've been here for millions of years. Uh, through storms and floods and time, nobody really understands where the music comes from. It's probably something to do, et cetera, and so forth. And then he, uh, he gets and he goes, all anyone will ever tell you is when the wind stands fair and the night is perfect, when you least expect it, but when you always need it the most, there is a song. And I was I was sitting there listening to it, and I rewound it and listened to it again, obviously to you know be able to write it down. But but on the flip side of that, uh, whenever I was listening to it, it's a sounded familiar, and then B, I was thinking he's talking about her. Yeah, because if you go back and listen to it again, when you uh, and all but all when when the night is fair, when when you least expect it, but always when you need it the most, there is a song. And I was like, and that, that actually made me choke up because I was like, he's talking about her. So did you guys get that or was that just me? Or is that just something I made out of it?
3: No, that struck me too. And and in fact, I during that scene, watching it again, I'm not sure it struck me this way the first time. I felt that the the two towers... We're also the two of them, oh, awesome, and that the music comes from the resonance of you know he, he describes it it's about the the placement the, the the nearness of the two of them, but also the distance between them, and that's what makes the music
2: oh wow, oh, okay, then that is good, <laughs> yeah, that is really good, oh see now that just that just makes it even more heartbreaking
3: well, and you know my wife and I were talking about the fact that. Um, it's why so many people re, re, uh, resist the idea of having a woman having the doctor regenerated as a woman. Is that part of our our, our, our larger cultural myth? Is that the a woman is always supposed to be slightly less than her male counterpart? You know, and mm-hmm. so the river can never be what the doctor is, but she can always sort of stand in his shadow. And and then it, it struck me that if so, isn't it? An, that there are these two almost identical monoliths, and that he's saying that's who we are.
2: And you know, I would be, spe- you know, I speculated in this, the, and I was, I've thought this before, and I thought it again, and and, and now you've given more uh, credence to my thought, which is, I wonder if he at some point w- was responsible for the millions of years ago. Creating those
4: towers to begin with. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, you know, guys, it's, it's so funny to hear you guys talk about that moment because I didn't catch that very last little part about the song on that uh, that Cal mentioned. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I thought he was talking about himself. <laughs> so, well, I think he kind of was, but it, it, yeah, but
3: it's it, yeah, kind of over.
4: Yeah. yeah, so we were both me and Cal on both the opposite sides of the spectrum, and mm-hmm. you were right on target. Like, yeah, that that's very, very deep, very deep.
2: And and you know, and I think I know why you why you thought that because right before that, you know, whenever he's talking about you know why are you ignoring and the uh, the the towers, and she said they're ignoring me, and then she said you can't expect a monolith to uh, you know love you know or res- something about, you know, respond back, and I thought she was talking to him to some degree about the monolith, uh, you know, not responding or, or, or to some degree. But, but now I, I'm going to add another layer to it for you guys. All right, so when he says especially, uh, and I'm going to read it again, um, when the wind stands fair and the night is perfect, but uh, when you least expect it, but always when you need it the most. Let me go back and uh, go back to 2008 where Rivers' uh, end narration goes. She says, everybody knows that everybody dies, but not every day, not today. Some days are special. Some days are so, so blessed. Some days, nobody dies at all. Now and then, every once in a long while, every day in a million days, when the wind stands firm, and the doctor comes to call, everybody lives. It's all, you know, it's 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 got a similar theme to it.
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: same writer, right? Same writer, but got a, got a style there. Yeah, so I mean, you know, you, you're talking about the wind, and I was like, okay, that's that's poetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what did you guys think overall? Would you give it uh, one out of one to five? Um, Clarence, I'll let you go first. What would you give it?
4: Uh, I would give it a five, and I have to say I enjoyed it much more on the second viewing uh, versus the first one. Uh, on the first, and I was like, uh, "It's it's okay." <laughs> I mean, of course, the 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 uh, River Doctor moments were touching it, even the first time around watching it. But I didn't really think it was a great episode. Uh, but, I mean, all the nuances of um, what has happened in the past and what's going to happen in River's future uh, make this a very, very special episode uh, in the Doctor's arc.
2: All
4: right, Lee, what do you think?
3: I'm not sure I could have put that any better. I think uh, thats I just had to agree with Clarence right down the line.
2: You know what I've noticed about the two of you? Is hmm. when I and, and go back and listen to some of our uh, earlier <laughs> episodes. You, whenever it comes to uh, me asking for, uh, you know, what do you think of this at the end, I've noticed several times whoever I let go uh, first, whether it's one or the <laughs> other, you guys wind up agreeing a heck of a lot.
3: I, I I just respect Clarence's wisdom. That's,
2: oh. just not mine. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Don't push I, it too far. No. Exactly.
2: All I
4: right. So really, anybody, though, how can you respect anybody that loves Batman v Superman? I I don't know. <laughs>
2: well, uh, well, yeah, yeah, true. That that that, that is hard. true. That is that is very true. You know, just you know, I'm I'm compelled to want to say Martha, and not the cat. Not the cast. Oh boy! Uh, So, 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 Lee. You know, uh, any other thoughts other than what Clarence gave?
3: Not at all. No, I, I, I I also think I'm pretty sure that I enjoyed it the second time around, but um, it is uh, certainly worth uh, the whole ride. uh, Yeah.
2: Well, uh, you know, twenty four years. You know, for me, I think I would give it for story purpose. And I'll say it like this, when we were, you know, beginning this conversation, beginning this discussion of the Husbands of Riversong, I noticed something, and, and I'll say it, I noticed it for me, I'm, you know, I don't want to speak for the two of you, but as we started the beginning, even though I enjoyed this episode, I loved this episode, while we were talking, it was hard for me to get... Into the story of talking about the story, because I, mm. I felt like it even for myself that I was being a little stoic or not as excited as I uh, used, you know, usually am, especially, you know, talking Doctor Who. And I noticed something about yeah. 10, 15 minutes ago that my excitement level changed. So I'm going to give the story about a 3.5 to 4. But I'm going to give for the impact of what the story is and her timeline, I'm going to give it a five. And the reason I think that that emotional impact changed, there wasn't any emotion at the beginning of the story. It was the kids time. And as and Lee, I'm gonna yeah. go back and reach into something you said at the beginning. At the beginning, you know, you had the kids, but then you also had for the parents the adults well the ending was the parent and the adult ending so you know i think that's where i started enjoying it you got rid of the funny a little bit and you got more into the you know this the multi you know true what i call true doctor who as it's become is the you know more thought provoking not the funny fun and games so that's fine. I'm gonna get it. Give it a uh, three point five to four or five. So I guess you know that'll average out to be about a four point five. So there we go
4: so so among the Christmas episodes, how do you think this one ranks? Um, how many have we, have we had four?
2: Uh, uh, no, we've had an, we've had a Christmas a episode ever since it's come back in two thousand and five so every oh, really? year. Okay. Yeah. okay, yeah, I guess
4: I was looking on Amazon and then when I had four on. That. yeah, you know we've had one <laughs> but, ever since the Christmas invasion. Do you think it's one of the better ones? I I get from your uh, earlier uh, rating, you don't think it's probably one of the best Christmas or better Christmas episodes we've had.
2: Uh, Lee, I'm going to let you take it. What do you think? Oh, uh,
3: I love Christmas Invasion so, so much. And Runaway Bride is a close second. I I just enjoy, I I could just watch both of those over and over again. And I have not felt that way about a Christmas special since. So there you go.
2: Okay, well, I'll put it like this. Had there not been River in it, I would probably, you know, it would be one of those I probably wouldn't go back and watch over and over again. Uh, Last Mm -hmm. Christmas, I, you know, am not really, you know, enticed to go back and watch over and over again. Um, The only other Christmas episode that I find myself watching over and over is the end of time, part one and two. Even though one of them's a New Year's episode, but you know that's you know the famous you know end of the tenth Doctor and uh, going back and watching the Christmas Invasion. And I think the reason those are impactful for me is a it's either the beginning of a Doctor or an end of a Doctor. So oh oh, and the uh, the, the 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 time of the Doctor. You know, I forgot. I completely forgot that, yeah. you know, with Matt Smith. Well, that's
3: true. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, that... And you're, you're a glutton for punishment. You go back to watch these uh, death and dying episodes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've always been fascinated by what I call transition episodes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I was listening to this guy on Podshot the other day who was talking about uh, recording... TV just like the Doctor Who fans did, and and I think I said I did that too, you know. Yeah. The, that but Back before we had VCRs, I would tell everybody to be quiet so I could record whatever Absolutely. that, you know, and, <laughs> and get right in front of the TV with your big black, uh, you know, cassette player and press the big <laughs> red button and go record. That's
3: right. And you and you and I were both sort of admitting that, you know, this makes us uh, ultra nerds of some kind. But, you know, uh, to bring us back to the beginning of the episode, thank goodness for those guys who were doing that in the 60s or we wouldn't have any of the Patrick Troutons at all.
2: Right. And, uh, yeah. (laughs) You know, and who would have thought back then that we would even have have the um, technology that we have today? Because let me ask you let me ask you both a question. Do either of you still own a VCR?
4: Oh, nope, man. I haven't okay. had one in so long. All right. I do so, think I've had one as
2: an adult. To be right. honest, <laughs> let me ask you this: Have do either of you still own a not a uh, uh, you know not a Blu-ray or whatever? But do you own a DVD player?
3: Yeah.
2: Okay, okay. I hear a Yes. What about you, Clarence?
4: I have a blu-ray player,
2: okay? so, um you know, look at look at just in our lifetime in the last you know, twenty years, how our content consumption has totally changed. So you go back to the time these people were were recording these cassette tapes and the fact that they still had them all these years later, amazing.
4: pretty amazing. yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, certainly.
2: all right, so I think we have. Uh, successfully reviewed the, uh, husbands of river song. And I will say to any of the doctor who producers and to, uh, any future writers of doctor who, if you want to bring Alex Kingston back as river song, I would have no objection. Please, please, <laughs> please make her a companion. And Oh, speaking of, uh, that reminded me of something. Um, and this is a little bit late news. And um, let's go back to the news just for a second. And Clarence, you're going to love this one. Uh, you okay. know, it wouldn't be a um, season 10 in 2017 if I was not able to say something nice. Uh, yeah. <sighs> Missy is confirmed. <laughs> uh, Michelle Gomez has confirmed that she will be back as Missy for season 10. Woohoo, I'm happy. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're more excited than either of us. So. <laughs> okay, well, I'm sorry. She's my, um, my, you know, the maniacal Mary Poppins. So uh, I'll right. be happy to see Michelle Gomez back again as, you know, the maniacal Missy. Woohoo. All right, so let's wrap up and, um, you know, Lee, I'll let you go first. Is there anything you're working on that you'd like to tell us about or anything you've been up to?
3: Uh, it's still in the early stages of morning, but uh, if anybody listening just wants to go over to the web address real, uh, <laughs> relativitypodcast.com and uh, just poke around there a little bit, uh, see what you think, you know relativitypodcast.com I wanted to call it reality podcast that's uh, somebody probably has that already <laughs>
2: anyway. Well I have that's a That's all. Well I'll say this, you know, if if I've learned anything about you in the almost 2 years that I've known you, you know, I have a theory that whatever you do will probably be quite interesting relatively speaking. Thank you. <laughs> Good play on words, if I may say yeah, so. It's very things.
3: nice, yeah, relatively speaking. Relatively yeah. speaking.
2: All right, so uh, Clarence, anything you're working on?
4: Uh, nothing in particular, but I do want to tell people out there, we're going to be talking about Black Mirror pretty soon. So uh, it's on Netflix, the first two seasons. There are only three episodes a season with one Christmas episode at the end. So, um, yeah, in season three, after Netflix has actually acquired the show, um is going to be coming up here pretty soon in the next few days. So uh, if you want to get caught up before we actually do, do that podcast, uh, start watching now. You can breeze through them pretty quickly.
2: Yeah, there's only, I think, what, three episodes a season?
4: Yeah, three episodes a season with one Christmas episode.
2: And I will yes. say this. So seven and all. So seven and all. Yes, So I, I will say this. You know, uh, we, we are a, I would say, a PG, um, <laughs> you know, um, You know, we keep things pretty much PG. So if you are out there watching it, especially the first episode, don't watch it with (laughs) your children.
4: Yeah, the first one is a shocker.
2: (laughs) Don't watch it with your children. You know, uh, it's not Charlotte's Web. And if you watch the episode, (laughs) you'll understand what I mean. And on that note, um, you know, uh, as always, it's always fun uh, talking about Doctor Who. Um, You know, we'll have some more Doctor Who Uh, episodes coming up and in the meantime if there's anyone who wants us to talk about a particular subject of doctor who you know please feel free to send us an email or um send us something online and clarence if you'll tell everyone how they can get in touch with us
4: yeah it's pretty simple we're discussing Who everywhere on twitter uh facebook and uh instagram as well so um Follow us there or you can go to our website, uh, com and uh, actually go to the subscribe to the podcast page and see all our feeds where you can subscribe and get a fresh new episode uh, without having to do anything.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, an, uh, another thing that I think we will be. Uh, talking about very soon in the next month, we will be talking about a doctor, but not the doctor. We'll just be talking about a doctor who's quite a strange doctor. So, Doctor Strange oh, yeah. is coming up uh, quite soon, and um, you know, I'm kind of interested actually to see it because it. I, I'm interested to see how they're going to make it look trippy, in on the big screen, and I think that's going to be interesting. Is that this weekend or next weekend? I think it's actually the it's-
4: fourth. If I'm not yeah. okay. Yes, Early Buzz is saying it's the most action-packed Marvel movie of the, the Marvel. Holy smoke. Really? Yeah. So, yeah, that's the Early uh, Buzz, so
3: <laughs> can't wait.
4: But I also heard that it's going to
3: be the first Marvel Universe film that has a truly memorable musical score.
2: Mm, okay.
3: <laughs> and I'm excited about that, so.
2: Okay, you have a bit of a music problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, as long as it doesn't have Carol Danvers in it, I'll be happy. I <laughs> have to throw in, my, have to throw in some reducing. haterade on Carol Danvers real
4: quick. She, she has a movie coming up. We may see a cameo or something. I don't know. <laughs> no.
2: Okay. Well, uh, you know, what, wherever in space and time you guys are when, when that movie comes out, feel free to, you know, uh, say, well, we're sorry. Kyle cannot be with us tonight, you know, whenever <laughs> uh, Captain Marvel comes out. <laughs> and, and I'll probably be eating, uh, you know, uh, humble pie at that point whenever I'm, you know, you can go back and say, you know, remember those epi- that episode back in the 20s, you know, our, uh, somewhere in the 20s when you were talking about never seeing Captain Marvel? Oh, well, you know, you just saw it, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. All of right. Well, guys, before, you know, uh, before we wrap, do you guys have anything else you would like to share?
4: Nope. I think we're good to go. All
2: right. Well, as always, gentlemen, thank you for being with us and or being with me. And uh, for anyone listening, we do very much appreciate you taking the time to listen. We do appreciate it. And if you are subscribed on iTunes, please leave us some feedback, because not only does that give us some insight, but it also helps us get discovered. That's the only reason we want feedback is we want, you know, people to listen and so that we can get a conversation going so thank you for listening and um, since we don't have anything else uh we're going to go back to the towers of beryllium and we are out of here
3: Send us your feedback to discussingwho at gmail.com, or if you'd like, simply record a voice message and send that to us via your smartphone, tablet, or computer. We want to hear from you.